Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. This is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? Hi, buddy. Hey, friends. Well, listen, we answer questions on Real Truth Real Quick about life, leadership, and the world we live in. And so this question has to do with marriage and intimacy. What do I do if I find myself in a sexless marriage? Yeah. Uh, this is a really um, tender question. Um, and it also, ex- it, I guess, is a great chance for us just to say, um, you know, you some people are going to go into marriage and they're gonna go into marriage with really hurt people. People have experienced significant trauma in their past. And that should not be a surprise to you. We have a ministry here called Merge that uh, helps couples move into marriage with their eyes wide open and really understanding who it is they're making a covenant with that they're gonna say, I'm gonna love and serve you as Christ loved the church the rest of my life. Um, I think a lot of times people get into marriage and they're surprised at some level of, uh, of sexual trauma that their spouse might be carrying into that marriage relationship, and you should never make that mistake. Uh, so we're gonna talk about what to do if you find yourself there, but this is why premarital counseling is so significant and important. Now, I'm gonna say this. Every marriage goes through a period, if you especially um, have children, where you're going to be in a sexless marriage for a season. After your wife gives birth, if you have children, you're gonna be in a sexless marriage for a small season. But I don't think that's what we're talking about here. Um, depending on who you ask, I think there was a New York Times article uh, in 2009 I, I found that uh, said that as many as 15% of couples in America uh, have not had sex in the last 12 months, okay? I read another article that said that 2% of couples just kind of live in this state all the time. And um, I would tell you that that's a tragedy. Part of the problem is with the church. The church has done a lousy job of educating its people, disciples of God, about sex. Sex is God's gift to us. And um, we should never tell kids that sex is dirty or sex is bad. We should raise up young men and young women that look forward to the intimacy that God intends us to have, the intense pleasure that comes with emotional and relational and spiritual and physical intimacy inside of marriage. Sex is a gift, and God delights in giving good gifts to his children. And so may it never be said that the reason that some people are in a, a, a marriage relationship that isn't having great sex is because they were raised in the church. It should be just the opposite. The healthiest people have the healthiest sex. And, um, and so, uh, but there are times, whether maybe just through the birth of a child or maybe through uh, some injury or possibly even through some medication that somebody's on where sex is... Um, you know, an illness that sex is no longer possible in marriage. And so here's what I would say to you. First of all, we want to do everything that we can. If I'm the spouse that at a particular time, maybe because of emotional uh, or physical injury um, or maybe past trauma, sees sex as unappetizing, I want to do everything I can, avail myself to every resource in order to deal with that trauma. We have a ministry here um, called MEND, M-E-N-D, for men that have suffered sexual abuse in the past. And we're a ministry here called Shelter, Shelter from the Storm, for women that do. You may not be in Dallas at Watermark, but we'd love to help you with resources to help you deal in every way we can with any injury that you have in your past, emotionally or otherwise, that would help you go to work in order to find healing so that you're not um, wanting to avoid intimacy with your husband for whatever reason. But... Um, you know, there are some people that find themselves in a situation where their spouse is just like, hey, that's not going to happen for a while. Or I need some healing, maybe even the damage you've caused me in this relationship because of uh, ways you've made me feel or things that have happened. And so I would tell you any serious couple that wants a healthy relationship is going to do everything they can to be as healthy in every area. Every relationship is only as healthy as the least healthy person in it. 
And, and so if you want to be somebody that is going to honor your Lord by honoring your spouse, this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 5. It says to the husband specifically, you know, to love their wives as their own bodies, right? He who loves his own wife uh, loves himself. For no one, it says in the scriptures, ever hated his own flesh, okay? But he cherishes it and he nourishes it uh, as Christ does the church. And we should do the same thing because we're members of his body. And so, uh, you know, I think that um, we ought to make sure that we're doing everything we can to nourish and cherish our spouse. And the way we do that is by taking care of ourselves so we can have a healthy sexual relationship. All right. By the way, there is a biblical reason to not have sex, and there's only one biblical reason. Everything else would be a direct result of the fall, but here's the biblical reason. You can find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, where it says, The husband, verse 3, must fulfill his duty to his wife, likewise the wife to her husband. I mean, good sex isn't a duty, okay? But what we're saying is, I'm going to care about you in this aspect of your life and relationship, and so I want to foster health in myself so we can have a healthy relationship. And a loving spouse will do everything they can in order to um, have a healthy view of sex and be healthy enough to have sex. But it says the wife doesn't have authority over her body, and the husband doesn't have over his. And so uh, this, this is what the scripture says in verse 5. Stop depriving one another except by agreement for a time so that you may devote yourself to prayer and come together again so that Satan doesn't tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So when you need to move aside to bring healing spiritually to your life or move aside just to um, you know, become the lover that God wants you to be by Bible study and prayer and fasting, whatever spiritual discipline you're going to lose, the reason you do that is so you can be a loving spouse. You can participate in every way that would make the relationship zealous and joyful. But what about when there's going to be a season that's extended, maybe because of injury, all right, that you can't have sex. I would take you to a little thing I put together when I did a, a, a message on marriage not long ago, which just shows what marriage commitment is, right? In marriage, you don't talk about your rights. And I'm going to tell you, this is a difficult teaching. Um, there is some people who, for the sake of the covenant of God uh, and honoring their commitment to love their wife as a man, the way Christ loved the church, that they're going to love her in an unconditional way, okay, in a sacrificial, selfless way. These are all the ways that Christ loved us, all right? And so when a guy has a wife that cannot physically participate in sex anymore, that is not an out for him to have illicit and improper relationships with other women or to punish his wife in some way because she can't perform in the bed, all right? It's his chance to bear his cross. And this is where Jesus' words in Matthew 19 come in, where the scripture specifically says, hey, not everybody can bear this. Some people are born eunuchs, meaning unable to have physical sex. Some are made that way by men. Uh, you know, guys who took care of harems were castrated so they wouldn't mess with the king's harem. And Jesus says, and some are eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. There may be a reason that you've got to be a eunuch for the sake of the kingdom of heaven while your spouse is unable to participate with you in terms certainly of intercourse. Um, there are other ways to uh, participate in terms of serving each other sexually that don't involve intercourse. That, uh, but that's not going to happen if a person's so significantly emotionally wounded. And so what I would say is if you're emotionally wounded and you want to love your husband and love your wife, you go to work, right? You ask for prayer. You get alone with the Lord and say, God, bring healing. Because it is not enough for me to say to my wife or my husband, you just got to live with it. I don't enjoy sex. Because 1 Corinthians 7 says it's really not about you in marriage. All right? Now be tender and patient. Let's give each other time, but let's be proactive. And we have people here who can help you deal with some of the trauma related to sex. 
It's not God's will that you're in a sexless marriage. It's also not God's will that you tell your wife to like something she doesn't like right away. It's God's will that you cherish her and nourish her and help her in every way. But let's not surrender this hill too quickly. You and I have both officiated weddings, and one of the things you say in a wedding is better or worse. That's it. And sometimes the worst comes. And, and sometimes the worst comes. But listen, uh, because we are not people who are committed to our own worse, our own sin, I'm not going to just say, leave me alone. I'm going to work on issues in my life so I can have a healthy relationship with you. Jesus heals. And I don't care what kind of trauma you've been through. I believe healing is possible. But let's be tender towards each other. Marriage is not about sex. It's about serving. And husbands and wives that serve one another have the best sex. Thanks, Todd. Well, listen, we, we believe marriage is a big deal to God. And so if you're out there and you're watching this and we can help in any way, we have a national marriage ministry. You can go to marriagehelp.org and put your zip code in and, and you can find a ministry in your area that will help you. Um, if there's not one in your area, there's an email address at the bottom. Send us an email. We'd, it'd be our privilege to connect with you. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.